there, and welcome to another episode of Holy Awkward Silence, a place where we talk about how we partner with God in becoming more like Jesus. I'm Jeremy, and today we're going, going to be talking about how the practice of the spiritual discipline of silence helps shape us. If we pay attention to the Bible, we find a number of places where the importance of waiting in silence is highlighted. In Psalm 62.5, the psalmist writes, my soul wait in silence for God only, for my hope is from him. In Lamentations 3.26, Jeremiah writes, it is good that he waits silently for the salvation of the Lord. Ecclesiastes 3.7 says, a time to hear, a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak. And then in Zephaniah 1.7, be silent before the Lord God, for the day of the Lord is near, for the Lord has prepared a sacrifice. He has consecrated his guests. A careful reading of scripture shows us that there's value in incorporating silence as a discipline into our lives. And today's topic is meant to help us think through how that practice of silence can shape us. Thomas Merton a monk, author, and theologian who lived primarily in the first half of the 20th century wrote, then we discover what the spiritual life really is. It's not a matter of doing one good work rather than another or living in one place or another, of praying in one way rather than in another. It is not a matter of any special psychological effect in our own soul. If it is the silence of our whole being in compunction and adoration before God, in the habitual realization that he is everything and we are nothing, that he is the creator to which all things tend and to whom all our actions must be directed. And that's where we begin. We begin with the notion that we are not at the center of the universe. The regular practice of the discipline of silence reminds us that we are not at the center of the universe. The practice of silence allows us to step away from the busyness and puts us in a place where we can focus our attention, our ears, our mind, and our heart upon God. The more we engage in the habitual practice of silence, the more we realize that God is at the center of all things and that the entirety of our lives must be centered upon him. Practicing silence then reorients or realigns our hearts to focus on God. Practicing silence can also bring clarity to us. We're constantly bombarded by a variety of different voices vying for our attention, for our very hearts. It isn't always clear to us which voices are honest and which voices might be trying to deceive us. With all the noise going on in most of our lives, practicing silence is important because it allows us to step away from the noise and learn how to recognize God's voice from all the other voices. It helps us to recognize God's still small voice within the chaos so that when we aren't sure about which way to go or what step to take, the practice of silence can help bring clarity when determining what our next step is or uh, how to overcome that next challenge in our lives. The practice of silence also helps us 
to face our fears and anxieties. I think for a lot of us, we prefer busyness to silence because busyness keeps us distracted. It keeps us from facing our fears and dealing with hard things. If we stay busy, we don't have time to feel anxious, afraid, bored, or deal with the pain of old wounds that we've never dealt with. The problem with that strategy is that eventually, those things are going to catch up with us. We can't run forever. The regular practice practice of silence can help us to face those things in a healthy way and to help them from building up and overwhelming us. Silence allows us to place our anxieties, our fears, our pain, and our discomfort at God's feet and helps us to entrust our healing to them, or sorry, to him. Now, before I go any further, I want to differentiate between the regular anxieties and stressors that many of us deal with on a daily basis and those that have uh, a clinical diagnosis or anxiety or other mental health issues. For those folks who have a clinical issue, silence can be a helpful coping strategy but more may be needed to help you deal with those struggles. Never be afraid to seek the help of a a professional so that you might thrive. You may need regular counseling or medication to help you come to help you deal with those difficulties. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Again, silence can be a helpful tool to deal with a diagnosis of anxiety, but if you feel like you need help, please don't be afraid to seek it. According to Cameron Bass, silence is an act of faith. When we practice silence, that means that we are trusting that he is going to manifest or he's going to show up in some way in our time together. When we are intentional about practicing silence, it moves us to trust God more deeply. We trust that God will show up and reveal something to us about him or about ourselves. Specifically, as we step out in faith each day with a practice practice of silence, we move from thinking about what we get out of it and move towards considering what God will show us in our time together. The more we practice, the more God will reveal. The more he reveals, the more we trust. Silence helps shape our faith because it reveals his faithfulness to us through it. The habitual practice of silence helps deepen our relationship with God. The act of silence at its heart is a conversation between you and God. All of of the distractions, all of the noise have been removed and it's you and God alone in dialogue. As we know, relationships are built on good honest, and open communication between individuals. The same is true with our relationship with God. If we want it to grow, then we must create time and space for that communication to happen. Finding time for silence helps foster that communication, which will ultimately lead us to having a closer and more intimate relationship with God. When we practice silence, it helps us to shape how we see God, how we see ourselves, and how we interact with the world around us. It's a key part of how we grow in the faith because it stretches us to step away from the things that keep us from God, and it allows us to strengthen our faith by putting us into a position where we are able 
to enter into and be alone with him. If you would like if you would like some more practice practical suggestions for practicing the act of silence, here are some things that I have found to be helpful. It's good to find a comfortable and quiet place. If you aren't comfortable, you're going to spend time thinking about your discomfort instead of focusing on God. Start small. Don't try and sit in silence on your first go for a long period of time. Start with five or 10 minutes and build up from there. Use a Bible verse or passage to help keep you focused. If you find your mind wandering, use the verse or passage to bring your attention back to God. Journaling can also be a helpful practice. It helps keep you focused when you're expressing your thoughts and feelings to God. It can also help you keep track of the things God is showing you. Make sure to put it on your calendar. If you're not intentional, it's probably not going to happen. Schedule it as if it is a non-negotiable part of your day. Be flexible. Come to this practice with the understanding that some things might help you and other things might not. For instance, sitting still in a chair for 20 minutes might not work for you, but taking a walk outside in nature might do the trick. You may have to test some things out to make it work. Find what works for you and do it. And lastly, try not to get discouraged. Sitting in silence can be challenging and it can be awkward especially if we aren't used to it. Give it time to become a habit and measure its effectiveness in your life over the long term, not the short term. Embrace, embrace that it might be awkward and that might take you some time to adjust to the practice. I'd like to end our time together with a quote from Mother Teresa. She says, we too are called to withdraw at certain intervals into deeper silence and aloneness with God, together as a community, as well as personally, to be alone with him, not with our books, thoughts, and memories, but completely stripped of everything, to dwell lovingly in his presence, silent, empty, expectant, and motionless. We cannot find God in noise or agitation. Thanks for taking the time to listen. I'm Jeremy, and you have been listening to the Holy Awkward Silence podcast. If you would like to financially support the Holy Awkward Silence podcast, I'd encourage you to click on the support button at the top of the page. When you do that, uh, you'll be able to choose some different ways to be able to financially support this podcast. Supporting this podcast with a small monthly donation helps to sustain future episodes. So if you'd like to do that, I'd encourage you to do so.